if you clicked on this video expecting, you know, a video where I call Nintendo cash grabbing and money hungry or, you know, something like that for releasing a DLC Zelda game that doesn't even run at a consistent 60fps, um, then I don't know why you expected that. I mean, you saw the channel, you saw the intro, I, I don't think you, you should have expected that. But it's quite the opposite of that, to be completely honest. This video is very positive, but it comes off quite negative. You'll see what I mean. Tears of the Kingdom is the first game in the Legend of Zelda series to do something that's a pretty big deal in the space of gaming as a whole. From a gameplay standpoint, it could genuinely make Breath of the Wild pretty obsolete, at least, you know, again, from a gameplay standpoint. And while I think that is absolutely fantastic for our immediate future, I also think it is Tears of the Kingdom's largest problem at the minute. It's not a bad problem to have though, so let's talk about it. Also keep in mind I'm trying not to bash Breath of the Wild in this video, but it's pretty hard to get this video out without bashing Breath of the Wild. So I'm really trying my hardest not to, but you'll see what I mean. As with any game in existence, you can always nitpick problems before they release. But this is a rare case where there don't seem to be many worries or problems in people's minds before Tears of the Kingdom releases. And that is a monumental achievement in of itself considering it is releasing in 5 days from this video. Oh sure, I mean individual people within and outside of the Zelda community have their respective worries. Will Tears of the Kingdom do dungeons right this time around? Will the enemy variety actually be great this time? Will the world feel different enough? But I've seen less people draw attention to these worries recently because, well, a lot of them were kind of addressed in the final trailer for the game. But of course, not everyone feels like that, so it doesn't absolve Tears of the Kingdom of all of its potential crimes just yet. Anyway, the title itself isn't important because the same basic principle applies. Tears of the Kingdom could blow Breath of the Wild out of the water, utterly and completely. But before we talk about why that is actually a problem in the first place, I think we should take a look back at past Zelda games so we can link them back to the now. So honestly, there's not been that many direct sequels in the series as a whole, despite there being talks of sequels for games that were never made. Shiggy, I'm looking at you. Why did you cancel the Twilight Princess one? I hate you. Since we're talking about Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom as 3D Zelda games, I think the two that are most notable here are Majora's Mask being a sequel to Ocarina of Time and Phantom Hourglass being a direct sequel to The Wind Waker. What is one thing that both of those sequels have in common? They're both set in a completely different world than their predecessor. Ocarina of Time being set in Hyrule, Majora's Mask being set in Termina, and of course Wind Waker being set in the Great Sea, Phantom Hourglass taking place in the world of the Ocean King. Though we can probably surmise that means that this area is still in the same world as the Great Sea, just in another place. Tears of the Kingdom is obviously set in Hyrule, the exact same place as Breath of the Wild, but by the sounds of things, the world has been changed severely from Breath of the Wild's base Hyrule. There's brand new towers, there's new enemy camps, and of course there's going to be way more areas to explore elsewhere in the map. We know that the game does have an underground element now. There seems to be larger underground elements and smaller elements, like these caves we saw in the gameplay demonstration presented by Onuma a few weeks back now. That's without mentioning the Sky Islands, which are arguably the biggest change in Tears of the Kingdom's overworld. But again, looking back on those other sequels, their basic principles did match since they were direct sequels, but they'd been changed ever so slightly and brought in a new world. Majora's Mask functioned very similarly to Ocarina of Time. You're in a brand new land with the same people, but things are real strange and surreal. It also adds more interesting side quests and masks that change up the gameplay substantially. The interesting thing about Majora's Mask is that it doesn't go ahead and improve on the basic world of Hyrule. It makes a brand new world and makes it just as fleshed out, if not more, than Ocarina of Time's rendition of the Hylian Kingdom. 
Phantom Hourglass across the board isn't as loved as Majora's Mask as a sequel, and you could argue that the gameplay is far worse than Wind Waker's because you use the stylus to control the hero, but the game did introduce a new world, and while I also didn't find that as compelling as its predecessor's world, I still enjoyed it. But the sheer fact that the game released on handheld made it different enough that it wasn't competing with Wind Waker, which leads us back to Tears of the Kingdom once again. We've already talked a little bit about how much of the open world is probably changing, but since it's keeping that core identity of Hyrule, I do wonder if we'll have a genuine reason to go back to Breath of the Wild. Now, I absolutely love the game. I, I, I utterly, completely, whatever. I'm currently on a replay and exploring the world is just fantastic. I've even made some tweets about it. But in my eyes, the problem with doing a game in the same world again isn't the challenge of trying to not make the second game feel like DLC. But the problem is, for me, is to try and make a world that is just as good as the last one, without making people want to just play the new game instead of that old game. If my only motivation for going back to play Breath of the Wild after the next game comes out are the shrines, the story being set before Tears of the Kingdom, and the Divine Beasts, which I personally didn't like anyway, I think that's a pretty big problem from a sales standpoint if nothing else. Let me say that I have no clue whether or not Tears of the Kingdom is going to blow Breath of the Wild out of the water just yet. There's still 5 days until release, it could be worse in some of the most important ways, but I'm just bringing up the prospect of it happening. I also don't think it would be the worst thing in the world, but looking back at Ocarina of Time in particular, the release of Majora's Mask doesn't make people not want to touch Ocarina of Time again. If anything, they complement each other really well, without you having to play the other if you don't want to. I just think in a year or two, Breath of the Wild could be in a spot where you're eating a sandwich with a friend, and they ask whether or not they should buy Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom first, and your answer might be, now that game was fantastic in 2017, but I recommend playing Tears of the Kingdom instead, because we're not just talking about the world of Hyrule in this discussion. From the content I've consumed to do with Tears of the Kingdom, as long as the frame it holds up, the game looks to be improving on Breath of the Wild in every single way. Whether we're looking at the potential for more sprawling dungeons, whether we're looking at the general interconnectedness of the world, the story being far more grand than Breath of the Wilds was by the looks of it, the fuse and ultra hand mechanics are the crafting that some people really wanted in the last game and they never got, etc, 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 there's a ton of stuff. The reason it might sound like I'm spreading doom and gloom right now is because I'm looking at this from Breath of the Wild's perspective. For people who haven't played Breath of the Wild and might get into the series a few years down the line, they could wonder why they should even play the game instead of just watching cutscenes. That's the place I'm coming from right now. But there is a second part to the title of this video. While this is Tears of the Kingdom's biggest problem at the minute, or technically Breath of the Wild's biggest problem, it's probably Tears of the Kingdom's greatest strength as we come up to the release of the game. It's no secret that a lot of people bought Breath of the Wild and they absolutely loved it. You might be one of those people, and I am absolutely one of those people too, despite some issues with the game. But then there are those people who came out of Breath of the Wild a little bit bitter to have the formula they'd grown to love since A Link to the Past almost thrown entirely to the side, barring some remaining tropes. Along with that, some people think that the world of Hyrule in the last game was empty. I am on the complete other side of that fence, but those people do exist out there and their opinions do deserve to be heard. They don't think the shrines did enough to fill out the world, so they just didn't enjoy it, which is a fine opinion. And that's exactly why it is that the kingdom's greatest strength is its biggest problem. It has the chance to improve on a lot of people's favourite video game of all time. I'm sure there are those of you out there who name Breath of the Wild as your favourite video game, or if it's not your favourite, it might be pretty far up that list. Personally, it's my favourite game of all time, with no exceptions. I love the world and its details to such a degree that almost nothing can hold up to it in my mind. Sure, I've played other games with detailed open worlds, but there is something that compelled me, and still does compel me, to play Breath of the Wild. 
it might be just how open it is compared to those other quote-unquote open worlds, but there is something in the game that clicks with me to such a level that I just love it with my whole heart. And that is despite the crazy amount of problems that I actually have with the game. If you haven't seen it, Arlo's big fat review of Breath of the Wild details pretty much my exact opinion on almost every single aspect of the game. He doesn't really enjoy the dungeons as much as past games. The sound design is great, the feeling of going up against a hard challenge is made even greater by your own sense of progression, etc etc. And the funny thing about that video is that it's over 3 hours long, and despite the game being a magical experience for him and one of his best gaming experiences, over half of the video details problems with the game. Tears of the Kingdom has the opportunity to just make all of it even better. What could be a favourite game with a lot of problems for a lot of people could very easily become Tears of the Kingdom, a game with its own problems I'm sure, but improving upon everything it did set out to improve upon. Saying all of this, I do want to give Breath of the Wild credit and I do want to throw out some reasons why people might still want to go back to it, because I don't think it's entirely fair to say that the shrines, the divine beasts and the story are the best reasons to go back to it. It's clearly more complicated than that. We all like different things and each person's subjective opinion on each game could range crazily. As an example, I'm sure the Tears of the Kingdom versus Breath of the Wild debate will be one that comes around a lot in about a year's time. So if all goes to plan and Tears of the Kingdom does all of this stuff correctly, what are more reasons to come back? Well, there's one really simple one. Breath of the Wild was the first time for a lot of people that an open world game was truly done right. They might have tried others, but something about that game will always elicit some kind of magic for them. And if the next game is that good, then I could see this being my reason to come back. Another big one here are the Zonai. If you've clicked on this video and you're not a Zelda fan and that stayed in the loop for the last few years, you'll probably be confused, but I'm sure it will all become clear in the next week or so. For those of you who do know what I'm talking about, exploring those ruins and Breath of the Wild's map could have been magical after being given at least some new information on the Zonai tribe. Another couple of reasons, maybe people won't prefer the durability system in Tears of the Kingdom, or they might not enjoy the mechanics showcased in the game. It might be that the next game is one of those titles they play once and never play again because of those mechanics. I kind of doubt it personally, but there is always the chance that there are people out there like that. There are probably even more reasons why people might go back to Breath of the Wild, but those are some of the greatest I could think of on the spot. Plus, despite this being a problem and a strength for Tears of the Kingdom at the moment, a lot of this could be easily put to rest very quickly in-game. The main point here, really, is if the bog-standard overworld is similar to Breath of the Wild's, except it's better and the dungeons are better. While I think the dungeons probably will be better, it could be that Tears of the Kingdom's Hyrule isn't better than the last games, it's just extremely, intensely different, which would render this useless, since I'd still want to go back to play Breath of the Wild to experience that game's Hyrule again. I don't want to end my Breath of the Wild talk on the channel for however long, with me just bashing the game though, so let me reiterate one more time. I love the game, it has some kind of magic that only a Zelda title could give me, and the game has held up for over 6 whole years, and that is already crazy considering the competition. What a genuinely fantastic game. There is still a chance it will reign supreme when the dust clears. Plus, why can't both the games just be fantastic on their own merits? I just thought I'd bring this up today. It's complex because, as I've said, even though I've spent the better part of this video bashing Breath of the Wild, I still love it, I'm just a little bit scared for its future. Do you think I'm being a bit too optimistic with how much better Tears of the Kingdom might actually be than Breath of the Wild? Let me know in the comments and also let me know some reasons why you might go back to Breath of the Wild sometime in the future too. 
please subscribe for more weekly Tears of the Kingdom or Zelda content as it comes on to release and you'll join the 22% of people who are watching that are already subscribed. Plus like the video if you enjoyed, it helps a ton. Thank you to all of my amazing Patreon supporters and members with an extra special thank you to Sumji and Jared Whedon as usual. Thank you all for watching and I'll see you soon. I'm hoping to get one more video out before Tears of the Kingdom releases, so look out for that. Please stay safe.